Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast. This is episode 178 for our sports podcast, and with me is Off-Road Andy. Yeah. And uh, myself, Tony Katz. We uh, do not have Sean with us for the sports episode. He will be on tonight's entertainment episode, which I actually will not be on, but it's just going to be the two of us for sports this evening. Do you want to get some quick entertainment thoughts out so that people know? What? Any quick entertainment thoughts just to get out of you? Uh, no, I mean, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world and the quick entertainment thoughts. Uh, I still haven't been watching too much stuff, so you guys won't miss me on that portion of it. But, I mean, the coronavirus is still alive and well. Uh, yeah, the definitely. unemployment uh, extension stuff ended. So yeah. we'll see what ends up happening with that because a lot of stuff is still shut down. So it'll be interesting to see what's going on with that. But uh, other than that, I mean, you guys are the entertainment gurus, so... You guys always have some great movie knowledge and just stuff that honestly, I was even telling people that I, I'm on this podcast and I get my news from the entertainment podcast because Andy and Sean just do a great job of finding those, uh, good news stories and we all get to chat about it, but yeah, and I've um, I've got some this week, but, uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be, it's gonna be hard to watch as many TV shows and movies as we have been because uh, we've got three sports, three like full time live American sports going yeah. right now, and that's why um, uh, Andy, of, the, of the big four because yeah. golf has actually been going for yeah a little while now. But um, but yeah, Andy and I are finally back with some actual sports to talk about because the NBA has started, MLB has started, and uh, NHL has started. And I believe last time we did this podcast, MLB had just started. Yeah, but yeah. now uh, now we've got all of them. Now we've got all three of them. So uh, and a lot to and talk the about. NFL is planning yeah. and that's that's yeah, we'll a see. month away yeah uh which is crazy but yeah. i mean who knows um so i don't know how much preview content we're gonna do the nfl because it seems like yeah why do it when we don't really know the whole plan um the closer we'll get like like i don't know like are you gonna do, are you doing fantasy football so that's the thing so my uh I've, i'm in like two or three fantasy football leagues i think there's one league that i'm probably not gonna continue on this year but i so i'll probably be in two leagues this year if it goes on and that was the thing is my, uh, I do one with my dad's buddies that I've been doing since I was literally about eight or nine years old. And, uh, all those guys are, except for me are all over the age of 60 and, uh, maybe a cup, maybe one or two, like mid to high fifties. But for the most part, everybody's about 60 or older, even a couple guys that are in their seventies. And, uh, we, uh, we just got a text from, uh, the commissioner of our league last week. And we usually do our draft at a, uh, one of my dad's buddies house. They've been doing it there for literally years 15 20 years and uh he's a little prone to the coronavirus like he's a diabetic now he's had a heart attack where he's got seven stints in his body right now actually so he had a pretty good heart attack about a couple years back so he's just prone to this stuff so he's uh like if he were to get it it could hurt him especially at his age and his um abilities but uh anyway uh he just said like oh do you guys want to do it online or do you guys want to come to my house and he lives i want to say like 30 45 minutes away so i don't think going to his house is ideal so i think we all pretty much voted that it seems like online is going to be the way to go this year which will be really funny because my dad definitely does not know how to use online (laughs) for drafting so i will definitely be taking the lead on this one this year which is for the better my dad drafted two uh Two quarterbacks in the first three picks last year, so he's been banned from. Well, hopefully it was Lamar Jackson and uh, Russell Wilson. No, it was <laughs> it was Matt Ryan and Jared Goff. Okay, so uh, not very good, and uh, so yeah, we'll see. So 
I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, as of now, I think we all plan on at least having a fantasy football draft, but I guess, uh, we'll see if there will be a season, but it's, it's so strange. I mean, there's no preseason. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of players who have opted out and I'm sure we'll have to go through that. If you ever get to a real preview, just to yeah. go through all of that again. Um, I think the Patriots have been hit the hardest because I think a lot of those players are like, look, it's not going to happen for this for us this year. Yeah. And we're the Patriots. So let's just regroup. Um, but you know, I don't know if that's going to happen, but we do know that hockey is happening. Yes. And I think hockey has kind of the best idea here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing all their games in a country that hasn't been hit as hard by the coronavirus. So that's yeah. that's one thing that's so you know, positive. Hockey is doing this fun thing where they invited 24 teams to Canada for these tournaments. And uh, the way they're doing it is out of those 24 teams, 16 of them are actually playing in... It's not tech. I mean, it's it is the playoffs, but it's not technically the playoffs. It's like a basically like a preview series, but it's it's like the uh, the first four in the NCAA yeah. tournament, but for most of the teams. Yeah, and they're all doing a best of five, and the only teams that aren't in this is eight teams, and it's the top four in the West or in conference, and the top four in the East, which I believe in the East is Boston, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, and Washington, and then in the West, I believe it is. Uh, hold on. I actually have no idea for the West. The West, uh, St. Louis. The West, uh, I believe it's St. Louis, Dallas, yeah. Vegas, and um, hold on, I will. Uh, here we go. And Colorado. Yeah. St. Louis, good. Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas for the West, and then I already said the teams for the East. Yeah. So they've been doing a little uh, round robin tournament, and I uh, it's exciting because the twelve seeds, like for example, there's two twelve seeds. It's the uh, the Chicago Blackhawks and on the Eastern Montreal, side, I think it is. Yeah. Montreal. And for the you fans out there, this is what makes it exciting. Montreal and Chicago both won their, the first game of those series. And then Pittsburgh and Edmonton both came back and won game two. So both those series are tied at one. But, uh, I mean, I think it's exciting. Like little it's playoff atmosphere. It's, you know, the best of five series. Yeah. So those, those top four teams, they're just, they're playing, uh, for seating. Yeah. They're already clinched. They're in. And then, yeah, these yeah. the next eight teams in each conference are playing yeah, so uh, if, a playoff series to get in. And so another series is you got the number six ranked Carolina Hurricanes versus number 11 Rangers, which is currently 2-0 uh, Carolina. So they're in the driver's seat. And then the Islanders and Panthers is now 2-0 Islanders. Toronto and Columbus is 1-1. And then in the West, we've got uh, Edmonton and Chicago 1-1. Nashville and Arizona is 1-1. Vancouver and Minnesota is currently 1-0 Minnesota, but I believe they're playing right now. And then Calgary and the Jets is 1-1, and they're also playing right now. Yeah. As And this is Tuesday in the mid-afternoon. Yeah, so I think uh, by next Tuesday, uh, the official round one will have begun. Yes. So it'll be down to 16 teams, seven-game series, just like normal, um, like, we, like we're used to. But uh, for right now, it's still this is still standing Stanley Cup playoffs. Like, this is... Intense, yeah. If you're one of those 12 seeds who has an opportunity, you're, you're going all out to try to get in there. Yeah. So that's it's fun. It's I think a, a lot of people uh, who don't follow hockey in the regular season all that much can get into it, and uh, here's some expanded playoffs. So uh, uh, for me, it's just been a sports overload, though. It just oh, yeah. to all come in at once. It's yeah. I saw somebody have on their Instagram story they had. Three TVs on it, and like in a in like a sports room, probably they had three different TVs that were all right next to each other that had three different NBA games on at the same time. And I was like, 
It is overwhelming. I remember years ago going to a, a Sunday brunch at, a, I think it was Saddle Ranch, and the, every TV was the morning games, all had NFL games on, and that was back when I was still working Sunday, so having Sundays off was rare for me, so I wasn't used to it, and I watched all these games were on. I almost was having a headache because I was so overloaded because it was like I had all the games on. I had my fantasy players in three different leagues. And then on top of that, I had probably like two or three bets going on. So it's just kind of like you're just watching everything. It's just an overload, but it's a beautiful overload. It's a nice overload. Yeah, I think it's just uh, one, one thing that's kind of cool is how the NBA is uh, games all day. Yeah. So like uh, the and Clippers NHL played. Too. The first games are on at like nine in the yeah. morning and then one. Because they're both, they're both doing the bubble. So um, they actually have to play games all day or else yeah. there's just not gym time or ice time. So, um, yeah, like the Clippers played today at like noon, one, one o'clock. o'clock. Yeah, yeah. One o'clock. Lost to Phoenix. Yeah. One and two in the restart. Phoenix 3-0. Yeah. Oh. Phoenix is trying to go yeah, for do, that AC. Do we just want to jump right into what's happened yeah. so far? And, and I guess the thing we have to talk about with, uh, with basketball is they already determined that if an eight seed and nine seed are within one game by the end of these little regular season games – that they would do a best of basically a best of three well, series, but it could be a best of one series. So it, I think it's you only have to be within four. Oh, I thought it but, was just one. But at this point, um, the Washington Wizards are pretty much already eliminated. I think they're seven and a half yeah. out, so they're like already done. And they're also they're the worst team to ever be assembled. But uh, yeah, they're well, really Brooklyn's bad. All their star players um, also, were out. Really quickly, I just want to talk about Brooklyn. You know, like I said, we like to occasionally throw in some gambling on this podcast. There was the second, there was a monster upset today. Brooklyn Nets were getting 18 points versus the Milwaukee Bucks today, plus 1650 on the money line. So for those of you that don't understand that, that means if you were to put $100 on Brooklyn to win today, you would have gotten a return of $1,650. And they said it was the biggest upset since March 3rd of 2016 when the Lakers were plus 2350 versus the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And I believe that was the year the Warriors must have won 72 games. Yeah, that has to be. Or 71 games. And the games, Lakers were not good. Yeah. I, I think Kobe was, was that his last year or was he gone by then? Oh, that was might have been Kobe's last year. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that game, but I do remember the Warriors. It seemed more often than not they'd lose to some random team rather than and, a good and, team. And we all know it's because you just don't get as hyped for those yeah. games probably. Yeah, definitely. So, and I imagine that game was in Golden State because it was plus 2,300. There's no way Lakers would have been plus 2,300 at home. But yeah, I mean, it's, it can happen. I mean, any given day, you know, that's sports. That's the beauty of it. That's why we love it. That's why I like these little tournaments where they invite a 12 seed because it's like, there are teams out there that it's like, Hey, you just give us a chance. We'll get motivated. Yeah. yeah like, uh, in, in the Western conference, they invited uh, a lot of teams because any, any team that was within, I think five games of the eighth spot got invited, including Phoenix, who was way, uh, down there needed a prayer to kind of compete here. Uh, they won their first three games, including wins over Dallas and the Clippers today, um, teams that have better records than them. And uh, they're still, I think, three and a half back of Memphis, um, but also behind two other teams right now. I think uh, still behind San Antonio and Portland, who are two back of Memphis. Memphis is a disaster. They're 0-3 so far. Jaron Jackson's out. Um, I don't know. I don't yeah, think they're, they're going to. And I knew from the beginning, it's like when Memphis got in there, it was like they just weren't they weren't the best team of those other teams. And we talked about it before, like early in the podcast about Portland's healthy. Now they got Nurkic back. They got Collins back Lillard and McCollum are still there. 
Carmelo's contributed pretty good. I mean, the Spurs don't have Aldridge, but they still have some guys. They have some. They have Greg Popovich. That, that's what they have. Exactly. He's the Bill Belichick of you know the NBA. He's one of the greatest yeah. coaches you, all time. You gave him five months to prepare with this yeah. roster he has. And yeah, and he knew what he was going to have. Yeah. And he's got the veterans that can come up. Rudy Gay had a couple clutch shots last night. Demar Derozan's still there. They got a couple young guys. They got some shooters. I mean, that that uh, Spurs team can definitely make a run. And then the Sacramento Kings. They lost to Dallas today, but they. Or a team that has some young talent, so it'll. I think they're they're kind of out. I, no, think, I think they're so too, they've but... fallen out uh, behind Phoenix now. Yeah, uh, New Orleans had. Yeah, New Orleans is a rough start. They're one and two, and they they looked they let a a big lead go against Utah in the first game back. They just got absolutely humiliated by the Clippers, just humiliated. And then on top of that, then they played Memphis, and they it was a big big win for them. But uh, they let Memphis slip back in the game, and then. Uh, they pulled away, but Memphis is just the team that they've got the they've got the bullseye on their chest. You know, they were the team that everybody knew was the leading team. So any of these teams that are going to play them are going to go after them. And personally, I think Spurs, Pelicans, and Blazers definitely the Blazers and Spurs are all better than the Grizzlies. And, and I mean, it's I, the Suns right now. And I, I was just going to say, I, I I would say I think the Suns roster has more talent yeah. on it. So I did not see the game today. I wanted to watch it. I followed yeah. along at the end there. And uh, Zubac had a terrible turnover. Um, Clippers got got the ball back with eight seconds left, you know, with a shot to to win the game, tie game, and he turned the ball over, and Devin Booker hit the game winner shot. Yeah, which, I heard uh, this about has that. been Devin Booker's kind of coming out party here. I mean, yeah, he's looked good in the first few games. I mean, he's still he's averaged like twenty six a game during the regular season, but um, just to see in bigger pressure games. But I, I like that team. I think they've got a good pass first point guard who's actually scoring well for him, Ricky Rubio, and then DeAndre Ayton is just. He's still really good. I think everyone kind of was down on him. He he had that suspension. And then also, he was the number one pick, and Doncic just kind of took yeah. over the league. But that's a good pick. He was a good number one pick. He's already a good player at like twenty twenty one. Yeah, and uh, important for that team. And they, yeah. they've they've got something there. Yeah, they do. the The Suns definitely are going to be a team that's going to be a team of the future, especially if they can make Booker stay. Does he have a con like contract? I think extension? he already signed. I thought so too. Yeah, I was extension. I was just making sure, but. I mean, yeah, and I think Booker did that because I think he does see a future there. There's a lot of these good young teams that are going to be taking over this league in the next three, four years. I mean, Memphis is doing way better than people thought this year. Pelicans will be solid for a while. I think Brandon Ingram has come out and done way, like, has done very good, which I think we kind of pointed out that we thought would happen after he left the Lakers. Uh, and they have Zion. You've got, uh, yeah, Memphis with John Morant. His sons have a good young team. I mean, there's just some other teams out there, though. It just look like they're going to be lost for a while. Cleveland looks like one of those teams. Yeah. Uh, well, um, yeah, it's a lot of these teams that aren't in this uh, yeah. this bubble here. Um, I would say Atlanta is another one to look out for over the coming years. Yeah, with Trey Young, and they've got a couple young guys. that A couple guys had injuries this year, I think. I mean, I think isn't John Collins hurt for a little bit this year? I, yeah, I think John they've been in and out. Yeah. But, but uh, the la- oh, since the All-Star break, Cam Reddish had actually been pretty good. And he... Yeah. He looked totally lost to start. Yeah, Trey Young, Young's the real deal. I think a lot of people were skeptical about him because he looked like just one of those guys that could launch deep threes in college. But would his game progress in the NBA? And he's a, you know he's a small, skinny dude. But Trey Young's the real deal. You can't. He's you know he's in, even in commercials and stuff. Like Trey Young's uh, a little Steph Curry. Honestly, he's the future Steph Curry. I think possibly like maybe not as yeah. good, but he's got the ball handling skills. He's got the shot, and he was just like Curry. Got drafted onto a bad team, and once he got some pieces over a couple drafts. Turned it into a three-time NBA champion now. So definitely uh, interested to see what's going to 
progress with these young teams over the next few years should be exciting. I don't think this year's draft is going to be much game changing yeah. stuff. I don't think there's any, it's not like last year's draft where it was Zion and John Morant. Like this draft is going to kind of be like, eh, like maybe it'll help, but there's always that, uh, couple gems in the draft. Yeah. There'll be players, you know, like, uh, the two Clippers stars, uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were kind of afterthoughts from small schools. Yes. Um, and you see there. Yeah. Well, and that it was just saying all the, time. the other day, you look at the three best players on the court in that, uh, Memphis Portland game the other day, it was, I would say Lillard McCollum and Morant. Yeah. Morant went to Murray state. McCollum went to Lehigh and, uh, Lillard went to Weber, Weber state. So those, uh, what do they call those schools in college? That are like below, like the big mid majors. Mid majors, thank you. Yeah. I, I couldn't think of the name the other day. I was trying to explain to somebody, yeah. and I was just like, "They're lower schools." <laughs> but yeah, the mid majors are making the comeback. Dude. There's a lot of guys to watch out for mid majors. One of the top, one of the guys that was supposed to be, I think, a top draft pick from Dayton, right? Yeah, Dayton's considered a mid major, and that was uh, what's his name, Obi. Obi Toppin. Yeah. Obi Toppin. Yeah. You know, we forget Definitely. about all these college guys because it's been so long ago now. Who knows if they're still alive? Like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> they still don't know how to play basketball, but. But yeah, the NBA is exciting. I mean, I think uh, once the playoffs start, it'll be fun. The Lakers clinched uh, the number one seed. But I mean, for what that's worth, I mean, honestly, that number one seed might get them playing Portland in the first round, which won't be easy. Uh, the whole seeding thing is just kind of uh, insane right now because um, so the Clippers lost today and Denver moved within a game of second. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, what does any of this matter? The, yeah. the teams are actually all so good yeah. that... Like, it's I like mean, who do you want to play? Oklahoma City, Dallas, I was going to say, where's, where's Houston ranked? Because I, I imagine... Houston is fourth, okay. and they're only two games around the Clippers. Yeah, I was going to say, because you don't want to have to play them in the first round. But I mean, you've got... But look at them all. Like you said. You're going to have to play you got the teams. Lakers, you got the Clippers, you got the Nuggets, you got Houston, you got Dallas, you got Utah. They're all bunched and, up together. And then, who, who am I missing here? Oklahoma City. And then the other one's going to be either Memphis, New Orleans, Portland, or San Antonio, probably. Yeah. And it, all those teams, like, you don't want to, you don't, as a Laker fan, I mean, the team I would want to face the most out of all those as a Laker fan, I think would be Oklahoma City. I still feel like they're the weakest of all those teams. But, I mean, a, a healthy Portland team is scary. A Spurs team, any team coached by Popovich is scary. Obviously, I don't even have to go into it, but obviously all the, the top teams, the top five teams there, Houston, Denver, Clippers, all yeah. scary. Utah Lakers beat up Utah pretty good last night, but Utah is going to be a little banged up without Bogdanovich. I've watched some Utah games. They just yeah, haven't, they haven't been impressive now. And I, honestly, maybe Utah is a team that you'd want to play in the first round because they they just haven't been impressive. I think I'd, I'd rather play them than Dallas. I would oh, say. 100%. Dallas scares me with Doncic and uh, Porzingis and the fact that they score points. I mean, you have to you have to have a foot race with Dallas. Although they've already blown two 10-point leads in uh, yeah. their three games. They're kind of uh, – that seems to be what they're doing this year. And that's – I mean, that's a young team. they got to figure out how to play in the fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, if I'm, if I'm the Clippers, it's like, you don't want to get the four or five seed. Cause then you have to match up the Lakers in the second round. Yeah. Um, my thought is you can have to beat them anyways. Like, I guess there's something to getting to the conference finals that gives you some legitimacy. There's no more increased home ticket revenue, obviously this year. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much it matters getting to the conference finals and losing. Um, but it seems like that's the natural, oh, you want to avoid the Lakers till the conference finals. Like, no, you, you're going to have to play them. Like yeah. realistically, they're not going to lose. No, I think we're all set up for the big hurrah that everybody's been wanting to see, which is going to be Lakers. That's going to be the biggest disappointment when it doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, what's going to be a disappointment is when it happens in the second round, because if they don't face each yeah. other in the semifinal, I mean, in the, in, I'm sorry, in the Western conference finals, I think that's because they faced each other in the second round then. But 
I mean, but then again, you never know. You can't sleep on Houston. You can't sleep on Denver. I mean, Denver's had some injuries, but I think I'm assuming Jamal Murray and Gary Harris are supposed to come back at some point. I don't know if they came I back. I don't know. Recently, but I, I wouldn't be that worried about Denver. No, I, I'm not. Well, without Gary Harris and Jamal Harris, I'm not worried about Denver at all. But the, in the uh, series, I don't think I'm worried about Denver either. Um, Houston is interesting because I do think they could beat I, they could beat any team because they're so weird. But, but they're also you could sweep them. I think. So, so my thing with Houston is I think Lakers. I think Lakers have a good matchup against Houston just because they don't have the big. So I think Anthony Davis would have a good game. But against the Clippers, it's like you've got the defense of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard that I think would have no problem shutting down mm-hmm. those guys. And then I think uh, like shutting, like at least containing Harden. Like Harden's not going to score 45, 50 a night versus Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. So I just think the depth and the depth of the Clippers, I think, would uh, in a series would wear down Houston a lot. Because I think that's what the important thing we have to remember is it's, you know, it's a seven game series at that point. I believe they're still doing seven game yeah. series. And that's what it's going to hurt. And there's no home court. So it's just the better team is going to be the better team in these games. You know, so it'll, it's going to be an interesting year. That's what, but you know, I'm, I'm excited to just see how it plays out. And then in the East, uh, Milwaukee, they, they just lost the Nets. They're only one and two. Um, I would coming into this, I'm like they're the they're the favorite. They should be the favorite. But I mean, they've already know they've got the number one seed. I imagine they're off the gas. I think they're only three games up on the Lakers for the number one overall seed. Oh, but again, okay. that doesn't matter. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter anymore. And they, so. everybody knows that doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you think Milwaukee? Milwaukee knew they were supposed to beat the shit out of Brooklyn today, but they went into the game against Brooklyn like we don't care. While Brooklyn went into it like, fuck, maybe this is our this is our this is our finals. Like let's yeah. take out, let's go after Milwaukee. And go Although after it looks hard. like they will make the playoffs. So. Yeah, that's true. They're still in the playoffs too. So maybe they know they have to play. Uh, they'll, they'll play them. Yeah, Milwaukee in the first round, and they probably just went out and said, "You know what? Let's show these guys that you're not going to be able to sleep on us. Like you have to respect us. Yeah, we don't have Jordan, we don't have Irving, we don't have Durant, we don't have uh, what is it, uh, Dinwiddie. But it's like, hey, we got some guys that can ball up. So respect us when we play you. Don't think it's going to be a sleepwalk. I didn't so see I the think, box score, but I know Jamal Crawford is supposed to play today. Yeah. So. so I, I somebody I thought I told me that Jamal Crawford actually did pretty good. Yeah. I'll uh. See who their leading uh, guys were here in a second here because, um, you know, they've got a bunch of nobody. So the Nets' big scores was 26 by, I don't even, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this, but I'm going to, Timothy Luawu Cabrera. All right. He's a, was He's drafted been for in a while. 2016 yeah. from, uh, do you know where he played? Uh, the Bulls? No, like his. Uh, France? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't see a college here. Not important. But then the other guys were, uh, yeah, a bunch of nobodies. Jamal Crawford had five points. All right. Justin Anderson had 11. Uh, Garrett Temple had 19. And then T. Johnson had 11. I mean, they just had it spread out, I guess. I mean, I think they just went after them and yeah, just played strange. hard. It was a bunch of scrubs versus uh, Milwaukee. I mean, but here's the other thing, too. So Milwaukee obviously went into this game, didn't care too much. Giannis only played 16 minutes, had 16 points. Middleton played 16 minutes, had eight points. So all the starters were pretty strict, and they got deep into the into their uh, bench. But regardless, their bench should have still been able to beat the Nets. Well, I know um, Connaughton and someone else, they were just coming back for the first yeah, game. Yeah, Connaughton had eight, Corver had 13. Who's the other guy that's been out the whole time? But uh, Bledsoe. Oh, Bledsoe didn't even play. Oh, okay. He was. Yeah, I'm sorry. To... He did. He started. He started with eight points. So they, those two were like coming back from. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's also another part of this. Just how many people, you know, how conditioned are they? Some people actually had the virus. Uh, there's people like Zubac looked really bad in the first game, 
And it's like, he couldn't, he looked very slow. And it's like, well, the guy had a respiratory virus. Who knows how he's really going to be. Um, yeah, the other weird thing just is how, it's a lot of good matchups because it's like all playoff teams left. But it also means it's a lot of previews for potential matchups. I know the Clippers' remaining schedule is like all teams they might be playing. Like they play Denver, Oklahoma City, Portland, all these teams who they might match up with in the playoffs. How much are they going to want to like show? Like how how much do they want to win these games? Or are they going to yeah. kind of want to not show anything for film? Yeah, exactly. I thought that with the, with the like Lakers game. Rotations and matchups too. Yeah, the Lakers have played very cautious in my opinion so far to start like that game against toronto it looked like they had different stuff going on there and then and they've had some low scoring games i mean i guess last night against utah was a little bit high scoring but they've, i think lakers are definitely a team they're a veteran team that i think they're going in there like we're not going to give away what we're going to do once the playoffs come and i think once the playoffs come lebron anthony davis and company are going to get into that playoff zone especially obviously lebron and ad but yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. It's going to be exciting. I mean, Lakers are going to definitely, you know, I was irritated with them on Saturday against Toronto, but I guess you have to realize that teams don't care that much right now until, I mean. Also, there's no stopping Fred Van Vliet. The teams, yeah. It's just impossible. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet, dude. I, it's, gonna, it's really getting funny with Toronto because when Toronto last year, I, I looked at Toronto throughout the whole playoffs and especially in the finals, and I was like, this team, in my opinion, I just don't think they're that good, even with Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I knew they were good, but I mean, didn't think they were a championship team good. Then they obviously lose Kawhi Leonard. They don't really gain anybody else. And here they are. And I'm saying the same thing. I'm like, this team's just not that good. But it's like, they're just a squad, man. They just, they have some depth and they everybody plays together. It's not like one guy takes over. One night it could be Kyle Lowry scoring 25. One night it could be uh, Norman Powell scoring 30. One night it could be Van Vliet dropping 36 like he did the other night. I mean, you just never know. And that's just the way Toronto plays. And then they play solid defense and... They let you play. If their game gets to their pace, that's when you start getting screwed. And that's what they've been kind of doing. Like at the Lakers, Lakers scored 93 points. They had like 48 at halftime and even less in the second half. I mean, they just, they dumbed them down to their pace and their game. And I think the Lakers were okay with it because I don't think they really cared too much about that game. But also the little things I've seen too, LeBron, he didn't, he didn't, he looked a little rusty against the Clippers, but then it's like, you look at the box score and he quietly almost had a triple double. Yeah, I mean, he's still so um, dominant in that way of just yeah. controlling the game. And it was such an ugly way he won it. He threw up that shot, it's got horrible. the rebound off like the front of the rim and just butt it to himself. And then Paul George shot up a contested three at the buzzer. But I was saying that, Andy, I don't know if you'll, I don't think you'll agree with me, but, and I won't go overall, but I mean, Paul George is scarier to me on offense than Kawhi Leonard. What do you mean? Like he's a, I, I would be more scared if, if Paul George had the ball in his hand at the, like in crunch time at the end of a game compared to Kawhi Leonard. So, yeah, at the end of that game, I wanted them to set up a three for Paul George. because He's I, just been looking good on from three lately. So, I mean, he, he is good. He's yeah, just, I know, but I'm saying like he's been in my yeah. – like, Well, not Maybe today. it's because <laughs> I get to watch him on our local broadcast all the time because yeah. even our Laker games get blacked out, but no Clipper games ever get blacked out. So, yeah, well, that's uh, nice. Today he was actually pretty poor. Was I think he? it was yeah. one of eight from three and took a bad shot at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Kawhi was great at the end of the game. He scored, I think, 10 yeah. points in the last I mean, two minutes um, to could get him all the way back, but then they didn't uh, you know, win, end I mean, up winning. But um, yeah. I wanted Paul George to take the last shot, and I wanted to be a three. I think when you're down two and have the ball for last That's possession. That's how today's NBA is. Always you, take you a three. You only shoot threes now. But they, no but one plays for overtime Kawhi anymore. was working for a mid-range shot, and um, yeah, you won't like it, but on the freeze frame, LeBron fouled Kawhi. Kawhi awkwardly tried what? to pull up. What game? In that Lakers game. But I, Okay, I, mean, I meant what game. I meant what like part, part of the game. 
uh, at the, the last possession there. So Kawhi the, stopped. The, uh, Leonard took it, I thought. I mean, I thought George took it. He shot. did. Kawhi stopped, and he looked like he was going to pull up. But LeBron grabbed his offhand mm. and well, threw off his rhythm, so we, now he wasn't open anymore. Yeah. And that's when he passed back and to Paul we've George. We've been sports fans long enough, Andy, especially in the NBA, to know that unless it's blatant, yeah. that whistle's never no, getting I mean, called it's, in it's the It's a veteran play by LeBron yeah. to know. And he knows that. So that's not going to happen. They're not going to call this and right now. We've even said it long times before. Like If you look at the regular season compared to the playoffs— it doesn't matter who's playing who. It could be Pacers versus Magic in a first-round matchup, or it could be LeBron James versus Kawhi Leonard in the Western Finals. Unless it's blatant, they swallow that whistle, especially in the last seconds, and they, they want him to play more, and I think that's good. But, yeah, I mean, unless it's blatant yeah. or Dunahee's coaching and he needs the mob to hit the over, then those are the only other times. Just, it was a little sneaky play. Just it was. Yeah, no, it's, it is. And like you said, I think what you said is perfect. It, it's a veteran move. LeBron knows he can get away with that, knows it's just enough to be sly, but throw things off, and yeah. that's what he did, and it's, you know, and it worked out. But it's like who, you know, again, these games, that game just was mattered for friends to cheer against each other. I got to go to my cousin's house with my girlfriend, and my, uh, I'm a Laker, a big Laker fan. My cousin's friends are all Lakers fans, and then my cousin's husband's a big Clippers fan. He's been a big Clippers fan forever, and she's a Clipper fan just because he's a Clipper yeah. fan. But also at the same time, she's her heart is definitely with the Lakers. Our grandmother, that's how I'm related to my cousin on my mom's side. Our grandmother was a huge Lakers fan. So, and I've been a Lakers fan forever since my my dad's been uh, since my dad's been a Laker fan forever. And her heart's there with the purple and gold. But she cheers for Clippers. So it was just kind of funny watching her watch the game because it was almost like she was just hoping everybody had a good time. You know, having some mango uh, white claws and hoping everybody. I almost had. walked out of the first quarter. I'm like, they're going to lose by 30 here. Yeah, because yeah, it, it did seem like Clippers uh, are never out of a game, especially early. Well, it seemed like it was going to be one of those things. They're like, hey, we're just going to pull people because yeah, it's and not, I guess, not happening. And but I'll tell you right now, though, Andy, as a Clipper fan, you should not have been upset one bit about that game. Again, I don't know how the Lakers were playing things, but without Lou Williams, without Beverly, and without Montrez Harrell, and you lose by two points because of a kind of a garbage basket by LeBron at the end. That's that's almost a win for the uh, Clippers. They got to learn to play that way because I don't think Harold's coming back. Yeah, but this year at least he's. Been. Oh, not this year. No, I don't think he's. Coming. Oh, what what is wrong with him anyway? It's not it's not health. His his grandma died and he was very close to her and he's oh. he's a very emotional, emotional guy. Yeah. So am I. Um, like just in other things he said and it's just like that's a bummer. It wrecked him. Like he was already there. They they had you showed a picture. Yeah. Like here's him holding a fish like everyone else and he had actually left Orlando. Oh, that's right. I forgot about it. I saw um, that photo actually. But it's like, with like Paul George and stuff. Yeah, it's like uh that's that's a bummer. Yeah. And it's like you gotta realize some of these people like they have lives, you know, they yeah. have people also. <laughs> like, like I'm twenty six but I'll still get a contract. I don't want to play right now. It doesn't feel right. And it's like, you can't. And I think some of these guys too, they're worried about like, and then some of them also maybe like there is the health risk still with stuff, but then I don't know. But yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, and then obviously, but Beverly already came back against the Pelicans. I saw, and their defense was significantly better just the moment having him on the court. And then well, he played against the Lakers just not much. Oh, that's right. Okay. He did play against yeah. the Lakers. I thought so. Okay. Just that's a lot of people are on not playing a lot of minutes right now. Did Lou Williams, did he come back today? He did. How'd he do? Do you know? I think he had like eight points in yeah. 15 minutes. It's okay. but Yeah. I mean, it gives them the depth though. Lou Williams is uh, definitely, he's proven it that he's not only the best sixth man in the league, but one of the best six men of all time. Yeah. Like he's proven that with multiple awards of the sixth man of the year. So I don't know. We'll see uh basketball. Like we've been saying, it's going to be exciting, but uh, shall we move on to a sport that's got their regular season going on? No playoff action yet. Yeah. No, no bubbles for them. No bubbles. And I think it's good because 
Is it three or four teams now that have been affected by the coronavirus? I think it's only really two that have had a player outbreak. Um, But it's affected a lot of different teams just because then you're canceling games and it just... uh, If you remember, we did those over-unders. That's already like a mess. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Marlins have played five games. I don't know if they'll ever play another game again. (laughs) Uh, But like the Cardinals have now... They had an outbreak. The Phillies... Basically, the Phillies didn't have... I think only had two players test positive. It wasn't really an outbreak. But they had to cancel games, which meant games with like the Yankees didn't get played and all this shit. And it's just kind of ruining. And then it's like the Yankees, oh, they'll make up games against the Orioles. And it's like, oh, well, f- fuck, they want to do that. Although the Orioles have a winning record right now. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually, so I looked at the baseball standings yesterday for shits because I, I just haven't been, like, I've watched some games, but I haven't been, like, closely paying attention. And I see that I look, the NL East, I mean, the AL East was the first one that jumped out to me. I saw the Orioles at five and three, and I was like, holy moly. I was like, that's what makes this short season exciting. Cause what if the Orioles kept it hot for another month? What if all of a sudden we're looking well, and the Orioles are like. Because of the expanded playoffs, they have. have exactly. Chance. With 16 teams, it's like we could see the Orioles versus the Yankees in the first round. Uh, it, or I guess actually, I think, are they going to give teams buys in the first round? Are they giving No, the first? it's. But it is weird. It is like the top two teams make it, and then I don't know. It's some yeah. weird fucking thing. But it's it's definitely weird when you shorten things up like this, especially now with teams just not playing as much. I think I don't know what they're going to do. Right now, the Marlins are in second place in their division. They're three and two. Yeah. So what if they only play thirty games? I think if it comes down to it, they're going to have to play how, their yeah. games. How are they going to determine who who wins tiebreakers? Well, so here's the thing, though: is I heard that when they do the double headers, which they'll obviously start doing, that the double headers are only going to be seven innings long. Yes. So we should definitely um, point that out. If you're betting on baseball, just trust me. Pay attention to the rules because there are a lot of new rules. There's the fact that when a game goes extra innings, a runner starts on second with no outs. Whenever a bullpen pitcher comes in, he has to face at least three batters or finish the inning. Uh, And now uh, double headers, if there's a double header, they're only seven innings long, which is a big, big thing. So, I mean, it's just such a funky year in baseball. But I got a quick question for you. Out of these new rules in baseball, is there any chance that when life goes back to normal, whether it be next season, whether it be in two seasons, whenever it may be, do any of these rules hang around? The pitching thing was set already. That was has to face three batters. That was already going to be a rule anyway. Because they've wanted to speed up baseball for a long time. That's one of those rules. And And I think even when you... And it was funny because I was even watching some games with my girlfriend and her mom. They're uh, big Angel fans. They were saying that... uh, it's funny because like we, they, she was even talking about games where it's like, it seems like the first five or six innings will go fast. And then those last three just lag out about an hour and a half. Yeah. And I think by the point, by the time you get to a seventh inning of a game, sixth inning, even it's like the energy of this crowd. I mean, not unless it's obviously the playoffs or somewhere, it's some big matchup, but it's like, you do get tired. You do get a little bored. And then once that game prolongs even more where it's like a three run game and it's like, let's bring in this righty to face this guy. Oh, he walked him on five pitches. Oh, okay. Now we're going to bring in the lefty. To face the lefty, oh, he got him to ground out. Okay, well, here comes the righty to face two batters. And it's just like, ugh. Yeah, so this is going to cut down on that a bit. But they're still using that, oh, yeah. especially the rule that you can uh, to close out an inning. So you see a lot of guys coming in with two outs in an inning, knowing that they only have to get the one. Um, you want to go through some of my other notes? Or do you want to? Yeah. What about the – so this stuff with the, the coronavirus outbreaks, some people are really – uh getting on baseball for this and this was very predictable and i don't think it's that bad i think i think everyone's everyone's worried about well they didn't have a bubble and there was really no way to do a bubble um even if they try to do it in arizona do you realize how spread out spring training is in arizona it's not one complex it's like 10 stadiums spread out over 
a 60 mile radius or something. So yeah. the teams would still be, it's not like this Disney world thing where they can all be in one location. It's, They'd have to be all over the place, and does Arizona really want to take that on? So I don't think the bubble is ever really an option. Um, but the the, whole, the way this thing works is if one person gets it, it's going to spread. And yeah. it, that's what happened with the Marlins, and I think if people and, really want to make fun of them for going to the bars or something. Mm-hmm. Could have been anything. Yeah. No one really well, knows. And that's the thing is like, you know, like obviously we talked about on our entertainment podcast the last time we did one that, you know, I got it, and so did my all my roommates, my girlfriend, my roommate's girlfriend, and it just shows that it's like, you know, we can't point fingers because I truly don't know where I got. It. I mean, the weekend before, was I in the bars at the Laguna in Newport? Yes. But all my friends I went with all never got it. So it's like, who's to say it was from there? It could have been when I went to the grocery store one time. It could have been the, when I went to the local liquor store and, you know, just wasn't careful coming back in my car because I've been usually good. I've been usually pretty good with like sanitizing at least and stuff. But I mean, yeah, it could have been anything. So, I mean, you can't, it's not fair to like pick and point because you just can't. You can't figure that out by doing that. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, I, I think it seems obvious that it, it could have been that. But also it could have just been one guy that went to a bar or went any, anywhere. Yeah. Maybe he was at a family party and a relative had it that didn't know they had it and then gave it to him and he gave it to a few people. Because that's the thing is all these guys are, for the most part, all pretty much asymptomatic. I mean, I guess what gets a little worrisome for baseball is the fact that each team has like six coaches. <laughs> and a lot of those guys are like over not only yeah. over 50, but over 60. And I think uh, there's weird stuff with this. Where they're trying to put in precautions, you see all the managers are wearing masks. Yeah. Um, when they're that close together, like for that long of a time, like that's not gonna that's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny, like some of the security measures. The NBA, I think, is worse. Where they've got they've got like uh, Van Gundy uh, between like he's like uh, oh, at a liquor store in a bad neighborhood. Class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Mark Jackson is gonna get through to him, and it's like those guys are. Like probably eating dinner like afterwards. Like oh, this 100%. is fucking stupid. There's that's no why, way this thing is helping. If Mark Jackson I, gets it, he's gonna give it to Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, and it's not because they're like making out after after the game or something. Yeah, they're just the plexiglass is not gonna actually cause yeah. that. But the bubble itself and, might prevent it. And the, I think the plexiglass, I think stuff like that is just for the TV viewers. Yeah. I feel like there's gonna there's definitely a lot of people out there that'll watch that and be upset. Like, why aren't they social distance? Yada yada. I mean, you get all those. There's those people out there. Yeah, D'Antoni is wearing a mask on the court. So is Popovich. But he's been like lifting and to talk to his players and everything. Yeah. And they asked him, he's like, I'm just doing this as a symbol. I just want people to see yeah. that it's okay to wear a mask. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, these guys are all... That's the funny thing is like, you know, outside of all this, it's like, who knows what the real... Unless, And that's the funny thing is like, all the rules and stuff we hear is just stuff to tell us. It's like, who knows what actually is being done or what's being said when we're over there. So, so I, I just, I wasn't surprised by this. So I don't think it's... I think baseball should proceed, and, and they have. So. Yeah. All right. So you want to talk about some of the uh, surprise teams here uh, to start in baseball? Do you want to kind of go through the divisions? Yeah. You know, start with the American League here. I was gonna say, uh, give me some, feed me some standings, because I, like I said, I looked last night, but I wasn't like. So no surprise, the Yankees are in first place in their yeah, division. I saw that too. What are they, eight and one now or something? Yeah. Aaron Judge already has six home runs. Everything seems to be working out for them. And then um, just as kind of a weak division, Tampa hasn't done anything yet. I think they're around 500. Um, I think they'll be there at the end. But Boston isn't good, and I think yeah, that makes sense. We knew Boston wasn't going to be good. Um, the Central, the Twins, have had a hot hot start. They've just have an incredible lineup. Just so much depth. Yeah, they. There's no. There's no Nelson break. Cruz had like 10 RBIs in like the first three games or yeah, something. Yeah, there's there's no break in that lineup. 40 years old, by the way. Kudos to you, Nelson Cruz. Yeah, led the, led the uh, decade in home runs. 
uh, last decade and nice. was leading this current decade in home runs oh. for about a day. Yeah, there's um, been some surprise home run hitters in there, I think. I saw Grisham has like three on San Diego. Uh, that uh, Yastrzemski for the Giants. Yeah, Yastrzemski hit a walk-off last week against the Padres, actually. Yeah. Um, and then the AL West is kind of a mess. Angels have been a horrible disappointment. Uh, three and seven. Uh, Trout did take his paternity leave. Yeah. So he missed the entire series against Houston, but they and they lost two out of three. And uh, the, the, big the bullpen thing was, is just Mariners, a fucking mess. Yeah, Mariners came in and did bad, but not only was the bullpen a mess, Andy, Shohei Otani. Yeah. Two starts. I've watched both starts. His first start, he didn't get one out, walked at least three or four batters to Oakland, gave up five earned. And that was his start. Comes out the second start this past Sunday against uh, against uh, Houston. Looked good in the first inning. He's facing Springer, Altuve, Bregman. Takes them out one, two, three. Looks good. It's like, okay, the guy's got his confidence back. Faces the middle to bottom of the order of Houston, which was not good. Walked the first three batters of the inning. Strikes out the next two. Faces the number nine hitter. Full count. Throws him a pitch that according to the strike zone was not only a little bit in the strike zone was fully in the inside corner, top inside corner umpire doesn't give it. The guy gets a walk. And then after that, he had no chance walked Springer. Didn't even look like he cared. And that was it ended up facing seven batters that inning walked five of them struck out two. And it's like, dude, you're walking five batters in one inning. It's like, and then I heard, I thought today now also that he's like kind of on like some injury list or something. Yeah. They they said he's not going to start for at least three weeks. Yeah. And I, so, that's a confidence uh, thing. You know, they, they can just put strained elbow or, you know, whatever. But that's his bat's been doing well. He's got a couple home three run home runs this yeah. season. Uh, it's surprising because you think, didn't this guy do some sort of training? Like, did they not see? I mean, maybe it was just live games. He couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but like he is coming back from injury and sometimes you got to figure that out. But I mean, he's it's he's already built in. It's like Rick Ankiel where he already is a hitter. He doesn't yeah. have to. um reinvent himself and he already yeah. has that built in it's nice um but they're they're a disappointment and no one in the aos has really done anything houston yeah. is is not as good but they lost verlander for the year right off the bat well so i also heard that verlander might actually be coming back uh, i mean he's old let's, let's let's see yeah i mean if yeah. he comes back he'll come back it's at definitely the very possible end. but yeah we'll see so that's... But i mean i i think this year is the year and it's going to be unfortunate that we don't get to have fans for it but I think this is the Dodgers Yankees year. I think this is the year we see Dodgers Yankees. Well, not in the not World so Series. fast. We got to get to the NL standings. Okay, I know, but I'm just I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, in the East, the Braves are in first. The Mets disappointing. Mets have some issues going on. Cespedes just going missing because yeah. he's opting out. Just basically said the fuck with you guys, and I imagine it's because he's not playing enough. Because I watched that first game and he hit a bomb. Yeah, he looked decent. It seemed like oh, it's all going to work out for the Mets, but then um, so yeah, the Braves are leading the division, but they lost uh, their ace Soroka. Tor- okay. Torres Achilles on the mound oh, yesterday. Wow, I didn't hear Horrible. that. Horrible. Um, so that that's a huge injury. That's that's gonna oh, carry Achilles into, is nine months. That's gonna carry so. into next year. Yeah. Um, if there is a next, I don't know what the plans for any of these. Yeah, sports. We're, we we can't predict what's <laughs> gonna happen in the future here. Uh, so I don't know. That division I think can be had by someone else. If they make a run, but you know the Phillies have already lost some games to the virus. Yeah. Doesn't hit their standings, but I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. The NL Central looks pretty bad as well. The Cubs somehow are eight and two. Um, I, I predicted a bounce back year for the Cubs. I, I actually remember looking at the Cubs lineup to start the season. I thought actually it looked pretty good. Yeah. So that I mean, it's surprising to be eight and two. They're not going to win eighty percent of the games, but uh, I think they have a good chance of winning that division. I was down on the Cardinals, and they have now had an, <laughs> some issues. Yeah. Um, 
so I don't know the Brewers as well. I think I think the Brewers window is kind of closed. Oh, I thought it closed last year. Yeah, I was surprised they even got to that AL wild was, that was, NL wild card. It was game. a fun run, but uh, and then the West has been very interesting. Colorado leads it right now. Yeah, and the um, Padres look good. The Dodgers, and yeah, are the up Padres there. are tied with the Dodgers. Padres Both won seven last and night, three or seven and four, seven and four, seven, and the Bre- and the Padres are. I mean, the the Rockies are seven and three, seven and two, I seven think and two, well. and they've had some good pitching. Yeah, so um, Freeland is the guy who was really good two years ago. Oh, yeah. Horrible, horrible last year, and he's been good so far. Coming down to the minors, yeah. And I've always been, I've always thought John Gray does pretty good outside of Coors, and so does German Marquez. German Marquez has been one of their top guys so far. I think he's had yeah. at least two starts. So if you remember, two years ago, they won 92 games. Uh, they lost the division on the last in game 163 oh. to the Dodgers. Uh, they were they're a good team, and last year it just completely fell apart. Yeah. But it's basically the same core. Uh, Trevor yeah. Trevor Story is is legitimately good now. He's yeah, just, I mean, and they don't have you know, obviously like some little hitters like Carlos Gonzalez anymore. And they've always gotten like some random veteran that can hit the ball far in the middle of the lineup that helps in Cooper. Yeah, they got Daniel but, Murphy right now. Yeah, they still got Daniel Murphy. They got Arnado. They got Blackman. They got David Dahl. David Dahl. I've always liked Trevor Story, and then they got random guys at the bottom of the lineup that can hit. Tony Walters can hit pretty good. Uh, is it Hampson or something like so that? The, I mean, in a shortened season, they already got off a good start, so maybe they'll be there. And hey, yeah, it'll be tough for teams to, you know, you go to Colorado, and if you have to go to Colorado in October, not going to be easy. It's going to be cold, yeah. too. Uh, and, and the Padres have been uh, pretty good. Uh, I think we, we thought that would happen. They have a lot of good young players. Yeah. Um, their younger pitchers have been better this year than they were last year. Yeah, I was year. listening to a, an announcer the other day that, uh, I forget who it was, it was a pretty well-known announcer that he said he thought the Padres rotation. Oh, never mind. It was a sports betting. Uh, these sports betting guys, these professional gamblers in Vegas. One of those guys that's been doing it forever thought that thinks that the Padres starting rotation is as good as anyone's. There's something about it he likes. The young rotation. I mean, I like yep. Paddock. Uh, what is his name? Uh, Desmont. What's Luchesi. his name? Lucchesi. Lucchesi. But then they've got a uh, what is it? Desmonte or something like that. Or I don't know. I need to look. There's some, <laughs> Their whole depth chart. Some weird guy's name that can throw it pretty fast and yeah. do pretty good. But yeah, I mean, and and they've got. I watched a couple things that ranked the top bullpens in the league, and they're ranked number two on both the sides. Went the Yankees, then them. So yeah. yeah, Padres. All you need is good pitching. We've seen a lot of teams in the past make it deep in the playoffs and stuff on just good pitching alone. Just like we've seen in this in the NFL where. Teams have made it to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl solely based off a of good defense. You know, you didn't even need a quarterback. That's the reason why Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson have rings, and that's the reason why Rex Grossman has gotten to the yeah to the Super Bowl. Well, before. I think you're underselling their lineup, which has uh, performed very well so far. Yeah, no, I am. I am. Yeah. So got, it's good to have both. They have they have a Machado, well-rounded team. You've got uh, maybe the best young hitter in the, Fernando Tatis. I think the best young, like, speed guy like that. Like, yeah. He's... He's not a, a 40 home run guy, or maybe someday. I, I would know. say like 30 home run, uh, though, for sure. Yeah, but he's got that combination, speed and power. And then you've got Grisham's looked good. He's getting over the Do we even say his name? Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr., that's who we're talking about. And then uh, Grisham, who's making up for the letting that ball go under his legs in right field that led to the Nationals winning the game in uh, the NL wild card, yeah. which ultimately led to the Nationals winning the World Series. And then you still have Manny Machado. I watched Manny Machado in the first weekend of the season – Take a 3-0 cock shot right down the middle to about 400 feet to left center to, for a home run. 
Eric Hosmer looked good. One of the first early games had like seven RBIs, I think on like opening night or six RBIs or something like that. Uh, Tommy Pham was a good pickup. You know, they still got a fun, they got a solid lineup. They got a lineup that can get you four or five runs a night that with that pitching and that bolt, that starting rotation and that bullpen, they're going to, they're going to be in there. They're going to be in one of those, the, one of the top eight teams in the, and and in, in the NL this year, no doubt about it. In my yeah, mind. I think so. Um, and get rid of, get that Dodger series out early. Um, yeah. especially nice to catch them without Mookie Betts. Who, so the Dodgers have been great, but only seven and four. They lead the league in run differential. Um, I think they've had three one run losses already, a couple okay. blown saves. Yeah. Um, that's what's risky about this short season is like the Dodgers are clearly, I think, just better than everyone. But it, in baseball, anything can happen. You win, you win ten to one, you know, on Monday, and then on Tuesday you, you lose four to three, and it's like, yeah. Um, Sorry, I had a drink go down the wrong pipe, and uh, you can never predict those. You never know when that's going to happen. No. And when it does happen, it sucks. I had actually the scariest, just really quick. Now that we're I'm ranting off about that is uh, back in the day. This will this will date me. I was at a Pat and Oscars. Oh yeah, for a team <laughs> dinner for some breadsticks. For, exactly, some of the best breadsticks in town for a team dinner before a cross country race in high school because we would always go to a team dinner the night before a race. Obviously, it was always like places with carbs and stuff. Uh, Pat and Oscar's Olive Garden. Those were some of the top spots. And uh, I don't even know if they have these anymore, but it was a gumball machine. <laughs> oh, not anymore. Yeah, there's definitely, yeah, those are definitely extinct after coronavirus. <laughs> those will not be coming back after coronavirus. And uh, <clears throat> got a gumball. And I've always been one of those guys. I like getting like two gumballs. I'll put like the 50 cents in and just be like, fucking watch those two balls like go round and round down like a 20-foot drop. And... Uh, I was chewing it probably more than my body could handle, and it caused so much saliva in my chewing because those are good-sized gumballs that my saliva went down the wrong pipe, and I remember like basically like choking, like uh, like, and I got this gum in my mouth, and I'm in the parking lot, so I had to like just immediately spit out the gum because I don't want the gum getting down there now because it was a good size, and uh, for whatever reason, whenever something goes down the wrong pipe, I always think back to that time at the Pat Oscar's yeah. parking lot. And, uh, I, am always just like, dude, it sucks, but cause you can't control. You just cough uncontrollably at that moment. And everybody's just kind of like, what the fuck happened? Cause it just always happens so sudden. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a universal experience <clears throat> for humans. Yeah. So anybody out there yeah. that's going through that. So Mark Zuckerberg hasn't had it before. Um, cause he's not human, right? That's the joke. <laughs> Who is he human anymore? Has Mark Zuckerberg been made fun of on the sports podcast ever? Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't so. think I mean, so, yeah. no. There's no. He doesn't even know what sports are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he observes them from afar, from his uh, mind, his observation room. Yeah. It is always funny when people go into those deep thoughts about like guys like Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk or Bill Gates, that it's like, oh, you're so smart. You got all this money. There's no way you're a human. Yeah. <laughs> Humans can't be smart and have a lot of money. Uh, well, is that it for baseball? Yeah. Which would be it for the show. Yeah, that's probably going to do it for our uh, sports um, podcast. Yeah, we're, we're almost 20% of the way through the baseball season. <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking that the other day. I was looking at some standings, and I was just like, we're going to be halfway here soon. <laughs> but uh, but you know what, though? Us being the sports podcast, you know, our sports show has gone through a lot of ups and downs, you know, recently. Like, we obviously had always me, Sean and Andy, which is mostly like, you know, Andy and I talking. Sean knows, you know, some of the sports, especially basketball, but it's sports shows, mostly Andy and I, just like the entertainment show for the most part is Sean and Andy. But, uh, you know, we had Cooch on here for a while and he brought a lot of good football knowledge. That's when our sports podcast was, 
going like an hour and a half deep, you know, if Cooch really, we were passionate about the NFL season. That's what we were. And about. if you wanted to, you could probably do like a nine hour football podcast with him. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> and go definitely. deep on every game. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But uh, then obviously coronavirus happened, you know, Cooch left us to go to uh, work for LAFC, which I believe he's actually not even working for anymore because of all the unfortunate stuff that's happened. Well, there's no tickets to sell exactly, right now. Exactly. Yeah. So he wasn't there for too long, but uh, we, um, you know, and we had literally no sports for a while. It was depressing. And then we, you know, we obviously had our little kind of high, we never really had a hiatus, but we had a moment where it was like, Andy wasn't here for a good month or so, four or five weeks. And then we got him back. And then, uh, and then we had to go on another hiatus when we actually ended up, a couple of us ended up getting the coronavirus, but, uh, we've worked a long ways, but we're finally (laughs) back to at least some sports, whether there's, and we don't care if there's fans in the stands because we're not playing, but it doesn't even seem like these players care too much. I, from what I've seen, you're still seeing competitive games as if there was fans in the stands. And uh, really quick talking about that, I, uh, a video came on uh, my Instagram feed yesterday, which was of uh, Liverpool was had a 15-minute Instagram video of every single goal they scored this season because they were like, here are all the goals that led to us being champions. And so I watched like the first minute or so of the video. And I'll tell you, it was a weird scene fans in the stands. It's quick, It's funny how quickly your mind gets used to something else. Like, I'm already used to watching all these games with no fans that it's, it's like, going to be um, weird watching them again. It's like watching, like, a Civil War documentary or something. Like, oh, that's what it used to be like yeah. like back in the day. Or like watching I Love Lucy and you just think everybody yeah. was in black and white. <laughs> so a lot of those things are... I'm, might bring that up on the entertainment podcast of just... Yeah. You watch things that are made and it's like, oh, they just didn't know. They didn't, didn't know what life was going to be like. No. It's so strange. But uh, yeah, but that's going to wrap up our sports pod with uh, Andy and I. So uh, that was episode 178 of sports. I'm Tony. And with me again was my uh, lovely co-host with me. Yeah. Um, we're, happy, we're happy to have you uh, listen to us again. It's great that we can put something out and that there's a uh, sports that you, you want to actually consume sports podcast right now because yeah. there's something to talk about. And uh Maybe once things get a little deeper, maybe once the playoffs are actually more set in NHL and the playoffs are actually are set in NBA, maybe we'll give a little prediction of what we think will happen. Just kind of go through a bracket, like a series or something, and just pick who we think will win the NHL playoffs or the NBA playoffs. I mean, those are starting so quick. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, maybe by next week we can try to do something like that where we'll try to give you just a prediction of who we think will win or give you a team that we like to win and also maybe give you like a long shot odds, you know, like a team that we think... They snuck in because you know an 11 seed or 10 seed. This is going to be like March Madness. You know an 11 or 10 seed is sneaking in in that NHL. It just has to happen. There's no way that it's not going to. And uh, yeah, so uh, we'll hopefully get that stuff to you. And then uh, football, if it starts up, it's going to be coming here quick. It's going to be about five weeks or so. So, you know, we'll start doing our research on the NFL season and try to get something out for you preview wise. Because I know, uh, you know, I think I could speak for both of us that we always enjoyed doing the the little preview stuff. That was always really fun. So, uh, yeah, just stay tuned. Sports are back and, uh, that's just going to get us going better with everything. So, uh, you know, yeah. Follow us on our Instagram, which I believe is like Tony's underscore take or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't either, but it's something like that. You'll be able to find yeah. us, but, uh, cause we give out some winners. Andy and I know our sports. We give uh, some predictions. We've both been big sports fans forever. So, uh, follow along and, uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.